Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, go through some honorable mentions, a future game, some other odds and ends to have an all-around video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me as always is El Ray. Hey everybody, tonight's guest is the local Elden Lord and an Eagles fan, I guess I have to say an Eagles fan. It is, in fact, c3.gg slash dos Andres. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, doing good, doing good. Uh, thanks for asking me to do this. I was very uh, excited and, and grateful that I got asked to come on and talk. The best part is that we're recording this the night before the Super Bowl. So when this comes out on Wednesday, you and I either are going to be still celebrating and in a state of just bliss, or we're going to be really miserable by then. I don't know which one it's going to be by the time this drops. Uh, I'm very, I've been, I've never been so positive about the Eagles. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. We'll see if this comes back to bite us come Wednesday. Yeah. I'll be be excited to change my name back on C3. (laughs) Worst bet of my life. All right. Well, on that note, then, let's get to game one. Let's go to Super Mario Kart on the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. 4.4 rated. Dos Andres, I got to start off with this one, though. This was your, your, we asked everyone for a useless fact this week in video games, and this was yours you dropped. Let's, let's hear that to kick this thing off. So I can't remember how I learned it. I think I read it. Like on in a Nintendo Power magazine or something back in the day. I'm starting to show my age. I remember when you pressed, you held down Y and pressed A, or, or basically you pressed both at the same time, and it would shrink your eraser. Which I remember when I tried it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's got to be something good. Like, it's going to make me do better. I'm going to win now. Uh, no problem. Like the 150cc. And I was immediately proven wrong before the first lap was even over. You're slower than everybody else, and then you get run over by everybody else. It was just. Literally the most useless thing that could ever be put into a game. Yeah, not only was it a useless fact, but it's a useless thing to have happen for you in the game. There's no no better way to put it than that. <laughs> yeah, there's no point of that. So so let's talk about this. So how did this start off the, the three? We never give anybody, we never say, oh, give us your best three games of all time. We never say give us, never a theme. But why did this one start off your list for the three? So this was probably the first game that I actually kept playing and, and got addicted to. Uh, I never had an NES for I played it at a friend's house. My aunt had one. And I played games on it. And I really wanted a Super Nintendo. So uh, we got the Super Nintendo at Easter and, you know, came with the Super Mario Brothers. But the first game uh, that we bought was Super Mario Kart. And we bought it because like my younger brother. But the the love of that game and how I thought at the time, I swear I thought that game was the most graphically best game I've ever seen in my life. Because it wasn't just a side-scrolling game like most of those games were back then. You would drive and you'd see, you know, you'd see the back of the driver and you'd make that turn and then you'd see that, like, the side of the driver. And then you'd spin out and see the front of the driver. I just thought it was the craziest thing in the world. It's not going to get better than that. That's what I thought at the time. But uh, the, the competitions we'd have in our family with that Super Mario Kart, it, it was just, it got out of control sometimes. But it's really what kind of led me to just love Mario Kart throughout so who was the racer you went with? Did you go with the, the light? Did you go with the mediums to get a little bit of balance? Did you go with the heavies just to go pure blunt speed? What what'd you do? So I went with Toad all the time. I, I, I think that was a popular one. I didn't know it was so popular. But I went with Toad. I think it was because of the acceleration. So I could get in front. And what I don't, what I caught on to pretty quick is I picked Toad because who you picked depended on what like the race order was. So I'd always have Donkey Kong, which was kind of a pain. 
But it, it seemed like I always did best with Toad. That's just who I chose. But uh, I mean, there were so many things about that game that would that would frustrate me. But I still loved it and played it. And it was one of the few games that my dad would actually play with me. So I always had fun with that. So if I were to say today, or even back then, you know, hey, th- this is the race. This is the one that's going to decide everything. But you know what? You pick the course. What's the course you're going to where you know you're going to take care of business? Whether this is back in the uh, 90s or whether it's today, take your pick. Uh, Mario Circuit 1. I know the first race in the game, and, and it's pretty, you know, pretty play, easy play to navigate. Yeah. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could still do the turns. And, and it was actually it, my first week on Channel 3, they had, they had the, uh, one of the challenges was the, the Mario Circuit 1 time trial. And it was, it was crazy because my first week and I won it. Now, I didn't win it with Toad. I've, I learned that Toad's not going to win the time trial. I think I won it with Donkey Kong or Bowser. But uh, also, I think there's an asterisk next to it because uh, Basic wasn't racing that race. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 basic, uh, the basic corollary. We don't have to worry about calling that out at a particular time. Well, I'll tell you this much. By, by the time anybody hears this, you're going to need Super Mario Kart for this week. So buckle up and make sure you got it booted nice. up because... Uh, <laughs> It's coming. It, I, I dusted it off for this week's challenges, even before seeing your list. So get ready. And the one other thing that really got the game in my memories, my parents are pretty strict about video games. I think they realized pretty soon that I was going to get highly addicted to this. So they made rules where we couldn't play during the week. We had to play on the weekend. We weren't allowed to yell at the TV because we would do that. But uh, I remember uh, one summer. I lost privileges for playing the Super Nintendo all summer long because my mother went up and she was kind of cleaning up after us, which she was getting upset with. So she told us, hey, come up here and clean up because we, we didn't, we were supposed to wrap up, you know, yeah, all the controllers are connected with the cord. So she didn't like it when we left it out everywhere. But she picked up one of the controllers and she looked at me and she's like, what is this? I said, what are you talking about? She's like, you know what this is. What is this? Did you bite your controller? It's like, well, the doggy car catching up to me and knocking me out of the ring. I lost, I lost privileges for the entire summer, which is probably a good thing because I shouldn't be getting that angry as a kid at a video game or bite the controller, but Keith Marks into it. Yeah, your orthodontist was probably disappointed. They were looking forward to no. getting a little extra visit from you there. <laughs> yeah, but I always thought that was, I remember that quick. So we move on to game number two on the list, Red Dead Redemption. So are we talking about the first game or is this more of the series? More, I mean, I could talk about both, but I would, it's the second one. Red Dead Redemption 2, it's, I picked it because the, the story is just amazing. You know, I played the first one, but it, I don't remember much. About, I mean, I remember the story, but it doesn't really stick out. It was during a time in my life where I really wasn't playing games regularly. But Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of fell into the same trap everyone else did. I, or not everyone, but from what I see, you know, people start the game and then they quit. Uh, I couldn't get past the first chapter. I, was, I saw it as boring. I was stuck in the mountains with the snow. And then uh, I tried it again and I quit. I got a little bit further, and uh, and then finally the third time I started playing it, and the detail in that game—it's hard to think. I'm, I'm playing it again. I'm on my second playthrough right now, and I'm, I'm taking more time to to go explore because the story was so good. I almost forgot to do the exploring part and do side missions. But that game is is almost five years old, and it looks better than games that come out today. It's just crazy. So you said you're you are doing the extra stuff now. Is that normal for you when you play kind of these open games? Do you Try to stick to the main story first and then side quests kind of after the fact. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not a big open world person. I played some games before. Uh, like, I think the last time I played Grand Theft Auto was like 
San Andreas, I think. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I'll do some side missions if I'm close by, but I don't know. I just wanted to get into the story. Uh, kind of like, I guess, Fallout. I do love Fallout, but I do fall into the same trap. I, I don't explore or do anything. I just start going through the mission, especially about halfway through. You really want to find out what happens. But the, the story uh, in, in Red Dead, Red Dead 2, is, is, it's just, I don't think anything's ever going to beat it. And, and it's just an amazing story that uh, you, you find yourself being just a really bad dude at the beginning. And you can't help it. I mean, it's, it's like that rock star type game. You run around just lassoing everybody up and picking fights with everybody. And by the end of the game, I'm really caring about everybody and everybody in my crew. And I only want to do good stuff. And I, that's just how the game ends up ending. And, and it's probably the closest I've gotten to having that watery eyes at the end of the game playing. You, you can admit it for the end of that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever, do you ever just sit and you're just kind of riding aimlessly on your horse? Yep, I've been doing it the last few fast last few days. I even put some clips up because I now I'm starting to look up all the Easter eggs. I don't think there's a game that has as many Easter eggs as that game, and, and it's not anything that kind of has to do with the game, but it's just random things that these people that made the game put into the world. And uh, and now I mean I'm not even sprinting like you know I try to when playing the game I'm trying to move my horse as fast as possible from one spot to the other to keep the game going. But now I'll just gallop everywhere and I'll stop and kind of look around and see if I can see anything or. You know, I'll look something up to see if I can find something that's kind of cool on the map. And then, you know, your your character, Arthur Morgan, will, will even write it down on the map so you can go back and look at it. it. It's just, it's kind of a relaxing game. And it's just something I keep going back to now and keep playing even after I've beaten it. Do you think there's room for Red Dead Redemption 3? Is that a thing? Or does the second game kind of close it out? Uh, no, I, I think there is. And, I, you know, if you go online, there's a lot of, you know, where is it going to go from here? Because it, it, Red Dead Redemption 2 ends pretty much right where, and it's, you know, the game's been out for five years, but it ends right where, kind of close to where Red Dead Redemption 1 starts. So uh, about close to that um, time frame area. But uh, I think I would like to see almost like a, a another prequel. Because uh, because you, you, this gang shows up and at the, in Red Dead Redemption Two, and everyone's got a personality. You know, everyone is different, and, and you, everyone. You know, it's a game. It, it's not just an NPC. I don't care about. I don't think I I didn't care about any of any of the gang members uh, except for Micah Bell. He can go to hell. Uh, everyone hates him. <laughs> but but uh, the 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 game is it's just a good game. Like uh, all right, y'all could probably cut that out. I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> But it's, uh, I want to see where the gang came from. I want to see uh, how uh, Dutch got the gang together. Because uh, the, the NPC, the gang, is, is, they all have personalities. You kind of wonder, how did, how did this dude get this gang together where everyone's a little different, they all look different, they all act different from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. How did he get this band of misfits together? And I wouldn't mind seeing that, playing that game. And on that note of wondering where did these people come from and what are their backgrounds and... How did we get to where we are today? We go to game number three, which is Elden Ring. The <laughs> biggest, the biggest, what in the world was the backstory to this game? Game. Uh, let me start with this. So, how how many hours? How many hours are you into this game now? Let Let's start with that. I think last I turned it on, it was like three hundred and forty six hours. It's, it took over my life. I forgot I had a switch. I had other games. It was just crazy. How many? runs of the game have you completed i think i'm on new game seven plus that's, seven. A, that's the last like difficulty one i believe right no i i've seen, oh, I've seen on twitch it, it just goes infinitely 
But there's a point where the difficulty stops getting hard. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I think yeah, that's the last one. And it's hard. The last one. Yeah, I was told that it gets really hard again. Yeah, it, the first few times I beat it, I was like, this is easy. This isn't even fun. And I kind of just went through and, and went to different parts of the, the, the lands between that I hadn't been to yet and actually did some other quests. But now I'm, I'm kind of getting worked everywhere I go all over again. So when you played, well, again, so did you just kind of run through the main storyline playing this game? Um, I didn't know the main storyline when I first, <laughs> I, I kind of bought into the hype. I kept seeing commercials and I saw ratings. Oh, it's 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Everybody says 10 out of 10. I'm like, well, I guess that means it's for everybody. So I, I bought it and I, and I turned it on and you know how you start, you, you, you know, it kind of gives you the, the intro about everything and, and the, the ring and, and, you know, after the whole intro, you're like, I still don't know what this game is about. So then you, you come out of the, the cave or the, the you know, or first you, you, you start at that, that church and you fight that big beetle guy and, and you get killed. You have, and you have no shot. You have no shot. You get killed. And then uh, then you, you wake up and you're in that kind of cave or that catacomb. And I didn't know there was a t- tutorial, so I kind of went to the right. So I just kept going straight. And I come out and it was beautiful. You kind of open those doors and you're in Limgrave and it's just beautiful and the first person i see is is that uh vares with the white mask so i go talk to him and he's just kind of talking down to me and i was like this guy's an idiot i just want to fight him see what happens so i smack him around and then he just kills me (laughs) and i was like okay well i won't do that again so i go back to that that grace point in the in the inside the catacomb and i come back out and vares is right there and he runs straight (laughs) he attacks you right away it's it's literally it's, uh, it's like that meme uh, of Shane from uh, The Walking Dead. Like, I would open the door, and he'd be like, there he is. There he is, and he'd just come after me. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even get away from him. So I quit, and I restarted my game, and I made a new character because I didn't know what to do. And then the, that time, I, uh, I just said hi to him, and I went along my way. And then I proceeded to just get murdered for the next 10 hours in the game, not knowing what I was doing or what I was supposed to do. And it, it wasn't until, uh, I think everybody's, first big war story in that game is when you get to uh margaret margaret mm-hmm. and uh and then you get beat by him for about five hours <laughs> and it's just the onslaught of, of getting killed over and over and over again and then i finally beat him because i had to stop and go away from him i couldn't beat him i started exploring more and uh and it's just the repetitiveness it, i don't think it was until i got past the castle that Stormhill castle that i really started to figure out the game what was uh, by the way, I, I had the same experience. I, I opened, I, I did the tutorial, and then I opened the doors, and then I saw Varys, and then I started hitting him because I said, "Oh, let's try this out." And yeah. then, I, and, and then I had to reset the game because yeah, I, and- I looked it up, and they were like, "Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't hit the people that are not hitting you." I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wondered. I had to do a lot of googling playing this game, and especially, uh, you know, I got to Stormhill, the castle. Once I got, you know, I finally beat. Margaret and I'm like oh thank god so then I get up to the castle and then I get lost in the castle for another 10 hours because I talked to the one guy and he's like yeah you can either go through the gate or you can go you know take this back way and the back way is just gets you lost and then you find out the guy's stealing your room your runes every time you die and yeah, it wasn't until I got past Stormhill where you kind of it was definitely trial by fire like okay I think I'm starting to figure out how to dodge and attack and get a feel of how you're going to play so what what was the most difficult part of the game for you the most difficult part of the game was probably um, learning that I shouldn't... There was definitely a learning curve. Like, I, I couldn't... I didn't have to fight everybody. I was trying to fight everybody I saw. And then I finally saw learned, like, you don't have to fight everybody. You can run past him, you know? I was like, what? 
hey. So I just start running past everybody. And then, um, so yeah, I think it's a big learning curve. And, and I keep reading that this game was the easiest, easiest game to, you know, learn how to play. Uh, the other uh, Souls games, they don't tell you anything. So, but uh, gameplay-wise, I think the hardest, the hardest battle I had that really slowed me down was the uh, probably the Red Fire Giant because you have to you have to kill him, and and I got stuck with him for a long, long time. Oh, I I, I put the game down because I had I had moved pretty smoothly for a while. You, like you said, once you get through Stormhill, you're like, oh, okay, I'm settling in. I kind of get what I'm supposed to do. And then I got to that red giant, and I was like, "Why? Why am I so lost again? Like, <laughs> he's just smacking me every yeah. time." Yeah, and then and then it's funny because I was I was talking to uh, Tata Rana, who plays with us sometimes on the channel. He works with me, and he was like, "Dude, just go to uh, go to the rune farm where there's a big chicken, and you can shoot it with your arrow." We got a lot of runes. I was like, "What are you talking about? How do you get there?" He's like, "I kept trying to figure out how to get there, and I couldn't get there. It was it was under the ground." And he's like, well, if you go talk to Varys, the guy with the white mask, and you do his quest, he'll take you there. And I was like, okay. Well, I had already, after I leveled up, I was kind of pissed off at Varys for killing me the first time. So I kind of oh, went back. No. So I, I naturally leveled up, like, to, I think it was like 110 without doing any rune farming, really, and just, just hacking away at people. But that's, now, that's impressive. The first thing I do now when I start a new level is do that Varys quest. That's so I can get to that, that big rune farm. Um, how many have you done multiple endings? Have you came uh, to do different endings? Yeah, I've done the. Well, I did the first. The the first one I did was the uh, the Ronnie yep. quest, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. I don't think that I'll ever figure out why that quest line is like that, where she became like a moon or something at the end. And uh, I don't know if I'm giving spoilers away, but it's, it's been out a year. <laughs> but there, all the all the endings are kind of the same. Uh, I did the uh, the Fia quest line. Uh, the one go hug and she actually debuffs you a little bit. I did her quest and I, I beat the game. I did the uh, I did the frenzy flame quest line uh, ending. I did another one. Oh, I did. I think I did the dung eater one. But which which was your favorite one? Probably the 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 frenzy flame, just because it's so different than the rest of them. The re- all of them they kind of end with you on on the throne mm-hmm. on that throne, but that one ends with you just destroying the world, basically. <laughs> so. I feel like a lot of people. Once they go through it once or twice and they start figuring out these, you know, these storylines of what happens to the characters, they almost feel like it's justified. Like, yeah, this is not working. We need to just burn it all down and start over again. Yeah. Especially the way you get, you know, without giving it away, the, the quest line to get the frenzy flame and the, the kind of the things you see and go through. You're like, oh, yeah, man, things have gone really badly. And I got stuck there for a while because to get there, it, it was it was crazy trying mm-hmm. hard to get there. And then I got to the door, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And after reading, you know, I started reading more and more the signs on the ground that people would leave. And then uh, I finally figured out what I had to do to get that door open. I don't want to say it. Make somebody else go. Th- I want everyone else to go through the same struggles I went through. But what I, what it's crazy about the game? I would never play that game. I just it's not a type of game I would play. Before I played that, I mean, I was a Warzone, Call of Duty, Rocket League. You know, I played like three games, and that was it. <laughs> At least for the past year or so. And then I tried that game, and I was like, "This is this is crazy." It's, it's I, I encourage everyone to to try it. I mean, I think it's been on sale a few times already, but uh, you got to have time because you're gonna get frustrated, and you're gonna not know what to do, and you're gonna question why did I even play this game? Why did I start it? But it, the 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 mechanics, the the spell casting, you know, now every time I run through two, I'll I'll change my build up and, and try to beat the game a different way than I did the first time. So it's it's just a a, a fun game. 
All right, let's move into honorable mentions. Three games are not enough, so we want to talk about one to three extra games, usually with our guests, that they have next up on the list. First one you have in your honorable mentions, NHLPA 93. Right before EA moved into NHL and making it fully there, I got to recognize before I even go any further, really elite power move by you, not going NHL 94. (laughs) Normally that's one of those like uh, Pantheon years. Uh, for it, but you, you did not go with NHL 94. And, and Ray, I also have to call this out. A couple couple notes I have here about this this version of it. Uh, the one star warrior gave this game two stars. So this <laughs> might as well. This, well, while this is a 3.0 rating overall on the site, may as well be a five star game right here. <laughs> you have a two star in a game that other people don't feel great about. I'm, let me tell you, there's, there's no order to this. So, so I want to I go into this because, like I said, NHL 94, that's the year I, that always comes to mind for me. And usually if you ask anybody, you know, that that's the one. And this is one where they call it specifically because the Players Association signed off on this, but not the league. So that's the funny, like, if I remember correctly, that's where the rights battle was with this. And that's why it's called NHL PA 93, not NHL 93. But you've got this listed on a quest is your favorite sports game of all time. And that's where I'm going to kick it to you and say, you know, tell us about NHL PA 93. How'd this one end up? Not only is an honorable mention, but your favorite sports game of all time. So it was probably the first sports game I, I played and, and kind of like how I mentioned earlier. So people closer to my age, I'm getting promoted to my forties this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be different. So my kids growing up, they're going to have me playing video games a bunch with them. I'll play games with them. I'll try games with them, whatever. But I think, you know, a lot of people our age, you know, I know I've heard that some people had their parents that would play games, but it just wasn't a thing for them because they didn't grow up with it. So my dad would play the NHL PA game with me and we had lots of memories playing it. So that's why it was kind of my favorite game. And I played, I mean, we played it a crazy amount of time. And we'd always fight because we'd always fight. He, he's, he's from Philly. He was born there and raised there. So we'd always fight for who's going to be the Flyers. And I'm sorry, the Philadelphia hockey team, because it wasn't the Flyers. <laughs> Everything was the, was the city hockey team because the NHL didn't have the license. They didn't get the NHL license. So um, we'd always fight over that. And, you know, whoever didn't get the, the Flyers, I think we, we either played as like the, the Penguins or, or the Rangers just to keep it kind of a rivalry. But uh, we had lots of fun playing it. And, and 94 was. Yeah, a superior game to it because yeah, it did have the 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 rights at that time, and the the player movement was a lot better and it was a little faster. But it, uh, we would we'd always play it. We'd make certain rules because the game was very you know it had these little bugs like you know it, you, the wraparound goal you could get every time. You just kind of take your player go around wrap around the net and go past the goalie and you just get it right by his stick or glove hand so easily. But uh, a lot of it just has to do with the memories I had playing the game uh, with my pop. Well, so was this one a Genesis one or was this the Super Nintendo? Uh, the Super Nintendo. Nice. I mean, I still remember. I still remember the the line because I don't. If I was just playing, you know, just me or just me and my brothers. If it was me and my brother, I would be the Flyers, and I'm also player one because I'm the oldest. So they were always the other team. Naturally, that's how it worked. You know, it was Eric Lindros. I mean, I remember the team: Eric Lindros and and John Leclair and Michael Renberg. Yeah, I think. Renberg, Renberg was there. Yep. That's the radio. Right Brad Brent, Ron Hextall. I remember the team. And, and you know, it was just loads of fun playing it. I, I know I've been saying it, but that's why I picked it. Just lots of fun. A lot of great memories. Uh, brothers and family. Pops playing that game. All right. On to game two. We're going to jump up a, a system generation here and go to Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. 
I'm assuming was this a, a Nintendo 64 for you, or uh, was this uh, yeah. a PC? Okay, Nintendo 64. So, th- th- I mean, this was a strong era for Star Wars. With uh, what was it? Rogue Squadron was in there. Uh, this was in there. I, I remember that. I think the the thing that really stuck out to me was when they they modified New Hope. You could see the Outrider. Uh, taking off from Mos Eisley at one point. I remember doing the DiCaprio meme pointing, and there it is! There's the ship from the game! Yeah, I get it! And, 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 you know, the, you know, this is all expanded universe stuff, too, but yeah. you know, I just remember a really, really big Star Wars year with all the, the re-releases happening and, you know, some killer games on the 64. And again, I'm going to I'm gonna reference a quest. We still got to get to your quest question later down the line, but you brought up your, your favorite game mod slash cheat. Uh, we had a quest for that, and th- this game came up for that, so tell me about that one here before we, uh, we get started on the game so i just i don't remember how you did it i couldn't remember it but there was like a little debug menu i know that so this little menu would come up and i was like i thought that you could only do this on computers so the little menu you had to press or hold buttons a certain way on the 64 controller a little menu would pop up and you could change you know the fog or the the lighting of the level the gravity the weapons and on on some levels you could change what you were flying on the on the levels that you flew i know like uh, you could change it to a, a tie fighter or I, i'm pretty sure yeah you could even do the the millennium falcon because i remember getting out of that uh, you know that little escape out of the the center of that space station in the millennium falcon but I always thought it was cool. I was like, there's no way I can do this. It's crazy. It's like, I don't even need a game genie or nothing. I can do it just on the game. I, I thought it was cool that they put it in there like that. All right. Thanks for that detour. So, so tell me, how'd this one end up number two on the uh, the honorable mentions here? Like other ones, I remember when the first time I played this game, we got the 64 for Christmas, and my parents got it for us. But they thought it was going to be like Super Nintendo where it comes with a game. So we opened it up. And there's no game with it. So we're like, oh, well, you didn't get a game. They're like, oh, my God, what do we do? Well, you know, so we run to Blockbuster. And, of course, everyone's in there already getting Nintendo 64 games. So we run to the next closest Blockbuster. And they only had one game on the shelf. And it was the uh, Star Wars uh, game. The, it, was, it was that game. And, and we just all started playing it. I remember we all kind of sat there and watched it. And just like I thought with Mario Kart, I was like, oh, my God, I was wrong with Mario Kart. This is as best. This is the best it's going to ever get. Look at this. I'm flying all around. It's 3D. I'm tying up uh, AT-ATs and AT-SDs. That's crazy. I was like, yeah, so it doesn't get better than this. And I feel like I've said that all the time, but that's what it, it, we truly felt like. It, it Because of the, the huge uh, difference in graphics between you know Super Nintendo or Genesis to 64 was just astronomical, it felt like. My, my kids were cracking up because I, I mentioned to Ray earlier, we were listening to the Bam Monty episode uh, of the podcast, and talking with him about he's talking about games from a few years ago now and how they look terrible now i said you, know, you go back to our year and and you know you and i are the the same age we're right there you know early teens when the nintendo 64 even came out i, I told us i remember nintendo 64 turning on it was the greatest thing i'd ever seen and and in my memory still it looks like mario odyssey and same thing when it comes to to this you know this game here. No, this is this is like playing with actual people. When you go back and it's this you know the blocky sixty four graphics. But I remember, like you said, you talked about Nintendo Power earlier. I was a Game Informer guy, but yeah, you know, you're seeing stuff coming out like this is never going to get better than this. And I remember with that game too, because you're like, wait, there's levels that are sh- you know third person shooters. There's levels you can fly in the ship and you're and you're in a Star Wars battle. I get this is like two games in one. This is, I'm in oh, the Battle of Hoth. What's good? This is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just that first level, the Battle of Hoth. You're like, oh, my God. This is, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, it's just like the Star Wars. Because I mean, we'd watch, you know, A New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back. We, we wore out those VHSs growing up. 
watching those movies over and over again as kids. So uh, we just thought it was amazing. And, and we did th think the same thing. Like the next thing, the next thing after this is going to be real people. They're going to have real people playing this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's blocky. <laughs> First of all, I'm still going to contend. I, I still think to this day the Nintendo 64 was the greatest change in graphics. I, I, I still look at it today like, wow, this is amazing. You know what? It doesn't get better than this. It's, it's still not better. I don't care how terrible the camera is in any game trying to move it around. There's nothing better than this Halo 64. I, I the, need greatest, to, the greatest jump of all time. I need to get a hold of one of these Switch Nintendo 64 controllers because the the it's mapping impossible. of the controller is impossible, first of all. Yeah. And it's I keep a big, going, It's a big miss. It's a big miss the way they try to map it. I keep going through in my head. I'm like, is this the worst aged system of all time for me right now. Uh, Cause I'm just trying to figure out like, what is it that like, I need to stop playing on here right now. That's all I got. I got to stop playing the games on the switch and try and find some way to get a hold of one of those controllers. That's not going to be available for three more years. Cause Nintendo made 12 of them and the scalpers got a hold of them, but I'm, 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 I'm muting myself and get off my soapbox. Last game, last game on the honorable mentions overwatch two, which is, is new to me. I wasn't playing Overwatch 1. I was playing Overwatch 2 as well. How'd you, how are you getting into this one? So I, I picked this game because uh, because the Channel 3 actually got me into it. I would never have played this before. I think I played Overwatch for about 10 minutes before. Uh, it was like a free trial. Because I think you had to buy the original Overwatch. Mm -hmm. It was like a free trial on, on, uh, you know, on Xbox. And I tried it. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what I'm doing. What's the purpose of this game? I didn't get it. So I played 10 minutes and deleted it. And then Overwatch 2 is free. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And then uh, I remember uh, I started trying it, and, and I didn't get it at first. But then I was playing with uh, It's White Thunder, and uh, I think I was playing with Nanner. And it, they kind of taught me a little bit how to play the game, how to get into it. And then uh, I still kind of didn't feel like I was that good, and I was getting frustrated, so I kind of stopped. But it wasn't until that Battle Mercy Challenge I was like, all right, let me give it another try. And I got in there and I was like, oh my God, this game is amazing. I was like, this has got to be the most team-based tactical game I've ever played. I can't, I, you cannot go anywhere by yourself in that game. And just, you know, it's not like Call of Duty where you have one guy that just go slides all over the place, jump slide, you know, dive and just kill everybody. You know, you, everyone has a job in the game and everyone has to do it. If you don't do it, your team's going to lose. And, and you're not going to get, it's not like someone can be like, well, I'm just going to go out there and get a lot kills to get me points it's not you're not it's not gonna work you're gonna you're gonna get eliminated so uh that's why i, I picked that game it's, it's, it's fairly new to me but it, the the channel three guys and everybody got me into it you're right it's definitely the it's the most different shooter i've played and it's it's the reason i use mouse and keyboard now that was the game where i really realized i could not play on controller what is so you said everyone has a job to do what's your favorite job to do do you have a favorite I'm, job i'm stuck on the healer or the support uh, role. Mm -hmm. And that's because uh, at first I was like, I don't think it, it doesn't look fun. But I started playing like the, the damage and then the tank. But if you don't have, I didn't have a good healer on the team. So I just kept being killed. <laughs> so I was like, that's not fun now. So I was like, well, if, if I don't trust anyone else to heal me, so I'm just going to be the healer myself. So then I've just been stuck with that. And, and even that, that, that battle mercy challenge, I, fr I tried it at first. I was like, this is impossible. You know, how is this white thunder? And, and it's Sam Skig. Is it, how are they getting like twenty kills? I don't I, get it. I, I still don't know how they did it. Yeah. And I kept playing, and I got closer and closer. I think during that challenge week, I got up to like eleven or twelve, and then uh, now I've done it. And I've, I can get up into twenty 
or 20 or so now, but still can't get up to what they had. But I, I'm kind of switching around between all the, the healers, and every once in a while I'll, I'll try a tank if I, if I know the people I'm playing with or something like that. But I definitely stick with support. I got to jump in here because I'm pretty sure Channel 3 is responsible. Overwatch 2 had a, you know, their, their routine updates of characters, and Mercy basically got nerfed into oblivion. And I'm 99% sure that the Battle Mercy challenge caused some sort of aberration in Overwatch 2 statistics that they that resulted in Mercy being nerfed because it happened immediately after battle mercy week there's no way this was not the fault of channel three doing that challenge you can't tell me otherwise i'm putting it on the record here we're influencing all kinds of places like i had like i told dan and joel earlier today facebook facebook noticed us and sent us uh, a little request saying that we are we're breaking the protocols of the site or something like that except it was a very fancy why that let you know that it wasn't. Yeah, no, nothing like a Cyrillic why thrown in there. Really convincing <laughs> random page. That's uh, where C three is influencing all all kinds of groups. Good. Let's move to the future. One game you're looking forward to, and it's Hogwarts Legacy, which I can let you know because I've been playing for the past three days. That I I I've left I left the main mission line. I I did a couple to to allow me. To get out, and now I just started running. I just, I just ran off. I He's going off the, the map. grid. He's going off the grid. The, the maps, the maps, much bigger than I realized it was going to be. I thought it was the castle and one city, and today I, I, I just scrolled with my controller and realized it, it goes very far. And I'm sure if I get my broom, I can travel it better. But I haven't gotten that far, so I'm just running on foot, and I'm just going. Don't, do I should have I should have said it this way for you. He's taking Rory off the grid. This guy's taking Rory off the grid. <laughs> yes, classic Rick and Morty. <laughs> so, I, so I can tell you that you can just go travel. I'll, I'll tell you that much about it. So why are you looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy? So, I mean, I know it came out, but I've been looking forward to it. And I haven't played it yet because, I, I, honestly, I kind of need that Elden Ring fix again. <laughs> it kind of looks like a game that could, could fill it. Where I need a game, and I don't know how long it would take to beat it. But the the amount of, of just extra stuff you could do, like from what I'm seeing, like I've seen on Twitch during the previews and everything, where you can just kind of go out there and do your thing, like you said, just, all right, I'm just not going to deal with the mission right now, and I'm just going to go do whatever I want. And it, it just looks like that type of game. It's kinda, I kind of got into the whole... I wasn't into games before that were all like, ooh, magic. I was more like hack and slash type dude in a game. And it wasn't until I played Elden Ring, I was like, okay, magic's kind of cool now. And so uh, it just looks like it looks like it could give me that, that Elden Ring fix that I could I could use since last year. I'll say I, I it's probably it's it's definitely a quicker game. Like if you stay on the main storyline, you'll probably be finish it faster. I've seen some people say it takes it could take like forty hours to do. It it's gonna take me more than forty because I'm I'm, I'm just running. I'm just running around. I, I killed ten spiders today. That was, and I and I, and I got an award for it. like that was that's what I did today. I what, fought spiders. I think it started with you putting a post up about Mrs. Ray spending twenty minutes just crafting the avatar for the game. I uh, should tell you enough. And then she went to Hogsmeade and paid money or the in the the in game money to change her character again. <laughs> it's, all, it's already happened. <laughs> Are you a Harry Potter fan, or is it just I played Elden Ring and I want to now and now I need to play open world games? I mean, I I, I watched uh, you know I watched all the Harry Potters when I was younger, and uh, and you know even as an adult, cause it was the first one came out in like two thousand, I think. So and I didn't, I didn't really read the books, but uh, you know when I was in high school, they were coming out and 
every now and then I'll turn on HBO Max and be like, oh, look, man, I'll watch it again. And, my, and then a few months ago, my daughter wanted to watch it. And then she kind of stopped after, I think, Goblet of, Goblet of Fire. She said it started getting too scary for her. So, yeah, yeah probably. It starts getting dark. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, a huge fan of it, but I've watched all the movies and I thought they were good. So I imagine it, it would help me kind of even like it more. All right, Dose, so we're going to take a look at a quest. A question from the Channel 3 History Books to discuss with you here. We don't warn you about this one. We just pull one from the history and surprise you. So the quest we've picked for you, if you could have one game remade, what would it be? What did I, I don't even remember what I picked. I, I, I answered this one? You did. You put Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. Okay, that makes sense. There's that I think that game was at the end of the life cycle of Nintendo 64, and it was such a... It was definitely like a game. I was like, I, I don't want my parents seeing me play this game because it's definitely not a good game for them. <laughs> it was definitely a, an M level game, but uh, it was kind of fun. It was fun and, and it was easy to play and had good controls and a good story, a good dumb story. And I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, either remastered or, or, or kind of another story with, with the same wackiness to it. You know, it's funny. We, we talked about the video game magazines back then. And I mean, it felt like the development cycle for that one took forever. Like you said, it was it was towards the end of the life for the Nintendo 64 when all was said and done, but it felt like it was coming for years. And I also had no idea looking at those earlier magazine publishings and everything. If anybody's not familiar with this game, it's it's from Rare. So, you know, they also did Banjo-Kazooie. Obviously, yeah, they did the Golden Eyes of the World and whatnot, but probably Banjo-Kazooie is the most comparable game where you've got kind of like the same engine, the same appearance, these bright colors, these cartoony-looking characters, except it's deranged. And I remember, I think I'm the one who put in the uh, the library posting for Conker's Bad Fur Day because I remember putting the, uh, I'll just say, giant poop monster in there with the corn teeth. Like, yeah. it's just like, what? what is this game? Because Nintendo was so, no, you know, I, I also, posted a meme the other day about like the darkness of of playstation nintendo's over here with the bright like oh we are a family-friendly system you know it was it was a, a major coup and resident evils coming on in nintendo systems because they weren't going down that line and sony built themselves on the worthy adult empire you know come on over here this is an adult entertainment system and then you have this deranged game about a cartoon squirrel who's got a hangover <laughs> yeah i mean it's basically what the game is you're just kind of running around kind of either hung over or drunk part of the game and there's all these questionable characters and bosses that we don't need to talk about on here but it's 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 Way too many. The sensor button only gets so much use. I can only do it so many times. If Thunder only needed it one time, we can't talk anymore about this game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that type of game, and and not that I'm like that type of deranged person either. But it was just it was a pretty funny storyline, and I wouldn't mind seeing it uh, just kind of remade. Last question that we ask every person that comes on the podcast: What's been your favorite feature on Channel Three so far? Uh, I love I love the quests, the the daily quests and the weekly quests, but but I love the the community. I guess before Channel 3, I was, I've always played games, but there was definitely parts of, of my life where, where gaming wasn't a priority or I just didn't have the time to play. You know, when, when I was you know, 10 years in the army, I had some time to play sometimes, but I didn't a lot. And then, uh, you know, with life and kids. So I, I kind of, I don't want to say I was like a born again gamer with Channel 3, but it definitely took me off the wagon. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm back, I'm, I'm relapsing back into gaming, which is good. <laughs> it's it's fun and and i love the community i love trying the new games that's what i love there's a bunch 
about a game that I like now that I would never have thought about playing, but I see other people talk about it, play them, and I really look forward to what, what the, the site and the social media could be. I mean, you're not going to need these these uh, publishers or, or anybody to look at games anymore because you're going to get real legit reviews in one spot uh, from from people le- leaving good reviews. And, and I, that's what I love about it. And, and I'm, I know uh, Joel is, you know, 10 levels above us, you know, something I've thought of, he probably thought of six months ago or, or years ago, actually. So but I, I, that's what I like. I like the community, uh, a sense of uh, almost camaraderie, something I've really missed too, camaraderie and community since, uh, since I got out of the military. I, like I said, I'm out here in lonely West Texas and um, I'm not from here. I'm from the East Coast. So I didn't go back to back home when I got out. So I'm still out here. And, uh, and you know, a lot of my buddies, you know, I talk to everyone once in a while, but I definitely, I spend more time on Channel 3 talking with people, chatting it up and, and, and the community is what, what I really love best. All right. Well, with that, we've made it to the end of another podcast. Thanks to Saunders once again. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. They drop every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am El Ray. Dan Tucker puts this whole thing together and executive produced by Joel Willis. Have a good day, everybody. Hey everybody, today's guest is the Loken the off. Oh, I got through the introduction. Is. Yes! And there I got it through is. two of them that I still can't it's, figure out how to actually introduce it. Yes! It's it's my turn. Tonight. Hi Joel! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's try again. <laughs>